Welcome to Allendale Market Talk. This is Greg McBride, joined as always by Mike Lung. And Mike, will we have a war? Will we have an invasion? Will we have a cyber attack? Or none of the above. Uh, Russia-Ukraine is uh, heated up, cooled down, heated up, cooled down, and uh, today it was cool. So let's talk about it. Yeah, so will we have war? Will we have invasion? Will we have... What was the last one? Cyber attack? Cyber attack. Cyber attack, definitely. What's happening today? Maybe we have a cyber war that's invasion of privacy. Just combine them all three into one go. Sure. But as of right now, yeah, it looks like we have something going on with the cyber attack. You got yesterday talk of, well, they're going to invade on Wednesday. Well, they're not going to invade on Wednesday. Well, we just kind of made those comments. They weren't actually true. And there's just a lot of conflicting headlines coming out about this well it seems it seems to me that a lot of the the headlines that are i don't want to say pro-war but are a positive invasion type information is coming from u.s sources pbs cnn you name it and then when we get information from say the bbc or some of the other uh world uh news outlets it's more about well, Russia says this, and the Ukraine president says this, and you know it, it seems like they're more moderate and they're not uh, they're not as gung ho about uh, pushing forward. Uh, and even you know Putin was on uh, on TV, uh, state TV today, I believe, talking you know that they don't want war, they don't want uh, to go down that road, and there is a path to uh, resolution. So uh, you know that takes uh, some of the some of the headwinds out of the uh, uh, out of the markets, and and you see a sell-off like we've had today. But uh, you know, you got to venture to say that this isn't necessarily the end of the story. We talk about the cyber attacks that didn't seem to really spark any uh, any real buying interest uh, in the markets today, even though it was the Ministry of Defense for Ukraine talking about uh, being. Uh, in this cyber attack and some of the banks over there, but it does seem like they're, you know, that is the logical step is to disrupt their, their, you know, infrastructure like that. And then they could make, uh, make a move on, on the attack, but it just is, it, it feels like we're, we're just trading, you know, from one headline to the next. How do you stay, how do you stay involved in a market like that? It's something that you really have to take a step back and realize, are you noise trading or is it something that's a longer term issue? Or even better, you're just day trading the news and you're looking at these very short term um, patterns taking place and just scalping the market. Because as of right now, that's all this is, is noise trade and will most likely continue to be until we see something solid come to effect. And we did see the cyber attacks, but with the cyber attacks, it's difficult to tell who those are coming from. It could be Russia, or it could be just some hacking group that decided to capitalize on something and start to hack some of the banks over in Ukraine. So right. until we get some good concrete evidence, it seems like this trade is willing to keep some kind of premium on this market in case this does break out this week or whatever it may be. But it's very, very cautious and very noisy at this point. Well, since the last time we uh, we talked, we had a USDA report, uh, and for the most part, uh, except for world wheat, uh, everything in, came in uh, on the friendly side, but not as bullish as what the uh, what the trade was looking for. Uh, we saw the USDA lower uh, Brazil's 
beans by 5 million tons and you know they they lowered corn by a little bit in Brazil they did not lower uh corn in Argentina which was interesting and then uh US ending stocks dropped by 25 million uh million bushels and no change to uh US ending stocks for corn so you know, we kind of made it through that report uh, without any major flare-ups in in either direction. But boy, when uh, Conab released their their numbers on Thursday morning, these markets went insane. I mean, we made we made new contract highs across the board. We we had all these uh, all these big moves uh, in place. But ever since then, not only have we have we not gone and made new highs and capitalized on that? We've actually backed off. Some of it could be part of the Ukraine situation, but um, it feels like with the Conab uh, situation where they increased or they decreased uh, production by 15 million tons, it feels like they showed their hand and now it can't really get much worse than that. Yeah, this tr- trade really is seeming like it is a more cautious move at this point after the 80 cent range day and you very well could have seen funds coming in the here that day and start to decrease some of their long positions with what they've been adding on here but it is at this point that it seems like trades asking okay what's more bullish from here you already seen a massive cut are we going to see something further than that or is the next couple of weeks going to finish out the season and keep some kind of normalcy uh at least nothing more bullish from here so it does seem very very cautious with all the various headline news and what could take place and how much premium we've already added to these markets seeing what's next seems to be the focal point well and by the time we get to the next usda or even conab numbers in march um they'll be far enough into harvest that we'll have a pretty solid idea of what's uh, what's legitimate or what's too much of a cut or not enough of a cut. Um, but then, you know, we're also starting to look at our own situation. We're still doing price discovery for uh, spring insurance for corn and beans. And, you know, we've got these ex- these extremely high prices, but we still have, I don't know that you can really pinpoint where the acreage numbers are at just yet i mean it just feels like there's whether it's uh the southeast the delta uh across the south or even parts of uh of the dakotas um it does feel like there's a lot of a lot of conversation about more bean acres or in general less corn acres um i mean our numbers came in just shy of 90, I think it was just shy of 92 million acres or just shy of 91 million acres for corn. I should know I did the presentation. <laughs> um, and beans were just shy of 89 million acres. So do we see another year where we're 90 and 90? You know, it's it's entirely possible, but you, you figure out the acreage number at the end of March, and then what do you trade on? It's probably going to be about drought. I mean, talking with with Drew, he was he was pretty adamant that there is a definite potential for drought. Yeah, and you already seen that in a lot of those plain areas. I mean, you go going up through Texas, going into Oklahoma, uh, Kansas, and Nebraska. They're in a I think it's a D four drought right now, mm-hmm. and 
that's one of the big worries with winter wheat right now is that the spring rains are going to be absolutely detrimental. And if you don't see that and you start to see that drought really creep up into the rest of the Midwest, it, it could develop into a problem. And like you said, most likely the next viewing point after we get through these acreage numbers about what are we looking at. And then also we'll probably be dealing with the idea of where input costs are sitting at. Did you see as much added? Is that could take more effect to yield? And uh, more than likely just more hysteria of what we've already seen this year just continue throughout the year. Yeah, I think that that um, that NOAA update of the three-month forecast that we get, not necessarily in March, but uh, in in April will be extremely important because you'll, you'll lay out what we're going to be looking at for May, June, and July. And, you know, that could set the tone for, and I don't want to get, you know, crazy because I know there's people out there that'll, you know, that'll jump on board with this, but that could set the tone for extremely, um, another extreme price move to the, to the upside. Mm -hmm. And that's about the time when, you know, and we've seen it in 2012, we saw it in 2008, but you know, when you talk about uh, weather, 2012 is the one that everybody will watch, but that's about the time where you really should be starting to talk about, okay, what do I have and how do I protect it? Because, those prices don't don't last for very long. I think go back to 2012. I think corn topped out in July, and I think beans topped out in late August or early September that year. So you have to be very careful because when you get to those elevated levels and you see corrections or retracements, those cuts are pretty deep. I mean, right now you're talking about you could easily have a cut of 60, 80 cents in corn and in beans right now, you're looking at what between now and maybe the end of March, you could cut dollar and a half to two and a half dollars, and you would still hold a bullish, a bullish tone to the market. Yeah, I mean this thing, as we all know, you've added four plus dollars to the bean market since the beginning of November, and it is going to be very difficult in order to really break this uptrend in place. Mm-hmm. You ha- as sharp as it went up, you have to have an extremely sharp down move or a exaggerated longer down move in order really to break this because it's, as everyone knows, very strong at this point. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's going to be a, an interesting ride. It, it You know, there's going to be a lot of conversation around, well, what do we do? You know, with these elevated prices, um, you know, hedging could be done based off of what your insurance level is. And you could really just be just be looking at ownership or upside price protection at this point. Uh, you know, if you've sold uh, if you sold new crop. If we get us if we get a sizable drop in the next six weeks or so, four to six weeks, you know, reownership could be a, a huge thing uh, going forward this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, where typically you, your downside is, where your risk lies this year, it's definitely all over the place with mm-hmm. inputs and with where everything's at. There's yeah. a lot to think about when putting together your plans, and really you got to stay light on your feet and you got to stay vigilant in this market because it will creep up on you. Right. So if you guys do have any questions about how to put together a marketing plan, 
what to be looking for, or just want to talk and have some ideas for the podcast, please give me a call directly, 815-578-6177. Or if you have questions for Allendale in general, 800-262-7538. But today for Allendale Market Talk, this is Mike Lung and Greg McBride signing off. You guys have a great one.